tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And my name is Kwikwa Santin. Like I told you tonight on the show, in the face of the recent power outages, the city's continuous freefall, double-digit inflation, did the president's state of the nation address reflect the true state of Ghana? That is Sakhoria there. With inflation, talking about some of the key things that are happening to the economy now. And for those of you probably hearing this for the first time, this song was not done anywhere around this time. It was done somewhere around 2015, 2016, thereabouts. And the message still resonates in terms of what the real state of the nation is. So that is the state of play. And that is how we get into the conversation. Connecting with us on the show, I have some really brilliant people who will join us to connect on these important matters. Solomon Vudua is member of the Unemployed Trained Teachers Association. Ibrahim Haruna is national president, a graduate unemployed nurses and midwives association. Daniel Aponchremi 
is president of the National Union of Ghana Students. Awula Papa is a climate and environmental activist. Awula, it's good to have you on this show again. Hello. Hello, thank you very much. Hello, yes. can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, thank you for having me. And then Ivan Che, Innocent, will join us also pretty shortly on the phone line. So, Aula, let me start with you. Galamse was such a big thing. The president, in fact, at one point said that he was putting his presidency on the line in terms of illegal mining and Galamse. Are you satisfied with what you've seen in seven years? The president has delivered his penultimate message on the state of the nation. This address was nearly silent on Galamse. I think every Ghanaian would be utterly disappointed. Here is someone who understood the state of the space in which we live, the Ghanaian space, as he called it. He actually said we couldn't sit idly by whilst the destruction was going on. Yet, 70 years later, the Ghanaian space is even worse, even worse than it was when he put his presidency on the line. And uh, yes, it was very disappointing that nothing was said about Galamse or illegal mining, whatever you want to call it. But I think that Ghanaians are disappointed because they can see that the government itself is complicit in what is going on. First of all, with the passage of EI-144, declassifying parts of Achimota Forest, and also by the passage of LI-2462, which, um, what shall I say, allows virtually unfettered access to our forest reserves, including globally significant biodiversity areas. We are utterly disappointed that nothing has been said about Professor Frimpong Boateng's report, which until the press drew attention to it was sitting on somebody's desk. So anybody who is serious about the Ghanaian space would have done something about it by now. So we can only conclude that it was mere words. But we have written an open letter to the president to redeem his presidency by making good his promise and doing something about the state of the Ghanaian space before his presidency is up. We would like him to take immediate action. And we've noted things that can be done if there's any seriousness. If, you know, the whole putting my presidency on the line wasn't just mere words, but if he was actually serious about it at the time he made the promise. Madam Allah said, well, the president has eight months. You're saying that eight months is enough to do anything really different? I mean, you can start. I mean, starting right now, he can pick up the phone, ask the IGP to start investigating the high flyers who were named in Professor Frimpong Boateng's report. How long would that take? He has their telephone numbers. I'm sure he has the telephone number of um, the directors of Akota Mining and all those who were named in Professor Frimpong Boateng's report. How long will it take him to set up a public inquiry into the report? How long will it take the executive to um, put steps in place to repeal EI-144? How long will it take to withdraw LI-2462? How long will it take to cause community mining, which is causing havoc, and which is being fought by communities, including um, those in Atronsu, in the... Um, Western North part of uh, Ghana. Mm. They are fighting community mining, which they know would destroy their Tronsu stream and destroy their cocoa farms. How long will this take? Mm. Okay. Jeremy Upon Daniel is president of Nukes. He's connecting with us. I'll get to him shortly. But Ivan, do you agree with Awula Sewa when she says 
that the president perhaps did not deliver the true state of the nation address. She zooms in on Galance, says, despite the president claiming to have put his presidency on the line, it appears there's been really no commitment. Yes, good evening, Kweku. I totally agree with her because I was hoping that the president would spend some time and address the issue of Galamse, considering the extensive damage uh, we, we, we've, we've seen over the years. I was hoping that the president, having promised Ghanaian people that he was going to put his presidency on the line at least, uh, with barely a few uh, months to go, he will definitely do something about the situation. But as usual, I was left disappointed, just like many Ghanaians. And uh, with the presentation that the president did, wasn't just about the Galamse issue. There are several other critical areas that young people were expecting that the president would tackle. But at the end of the day, he decided to skip them. What are those? What are those? Let me, let me admit that I wasn't expecting that the president would be able to address virtually everything, but there are certain key highlights as president you cannot skip in the state of the nation's address. For instance, we are grappling with the issue of youth unemployment across the country, the issue of political corruption, and several others. But these are critical areas the ordinary and average Ghanaian was expecting that the president would do something about it. But surprisingly and quite interestingly, the president decided to skip these critical areas and to me this sona was a way of skewing the whole political narrative just to paint a, a noble picture about a situation that looks so hopeless and bleak and for the president as a politician i think uh, the political experience or the kind of political capital he was uh, seeking to get from this particular uh, address overrided the actual interest of the people of ghana that is why some of these sensitive areas were ignored so I, I agree with her on the say, on the case of Galamse. We've seen a lot of government officials who are who are complicit in this particular Galamse Buhaha, and we've gotten to a point where the president, at some point in time, uh, became a clearing agent. We had one who went to Koforidia, and the issue of Wuntumi came up. The issue of Akontamais. The president took the podium and cleared that Wuntumi had done nothing when uh, he had actually done nothing in terms of investigation. Uh, to establish the, the merit or the otherwise in that particular uh, development. So I think the president is appointing most of them are complicit and if any proper investigation has to be done, it will come out that most of his appointees are neck deep in this particular thing and it's the reason why he decided not to talk about it. But having promised the people that he was going to put his presidency on the line, I was hoping that he could have done something on this particular situation, but I am not sure the president is really committed to the fight against Galamse. Mm. I mean, interesting. I mean, um, KOD, you, you, you represent students. You are the president of the National Union of Ghana Students, and I mean, upon Sherman Daniel, the president of NUCS. You've heard the Aula Sewa, you've heard there from Ivan. They say that the president did not deliver a message on the true state of the nation. I know you like to focus a lot on education because of the people you represent, but do you agree with them? Um, hmm. All right, so um, for the opportunity, and um, I want to extend greetings to all our new students. All right, so basically, um, there are a list of items the National Union of Ghana students or even students in the country are also looking at, even seeing, and even seeing in other. Um, manifestos that will be brought forth by even both political parties as well that we are looking at. Basically, has to do with especially um, matters regarding fundings on our education. Because um, our main issues for the past few years has been 
um, the capping of get fund because that's the main statutory funds that funds our education. Most of our worrying issues has always been the, um, the much um, attention on our basic schools because currently, if you get to the basic schools, there are a lot of challenges because the basic school is the main foundation that feeds our education. So probably if you haven't manifesto, if you haven't state of the nation address and you are addressing the country, you should be able to have plans or practicable solutions to solving some of the canker in our basic school education. Because as we speak, we have over 5,000 plus students who are still schooling under trees. And the main statutory funds that funds our education, which is get fund, has been cut this year. Out of 7.3 plus billion, it's only 3 billion that was given to the Ghana Education Trust Fund, which at the point leaves us as students very worried because as a nation that really prioritizes education in our country, we are expecting that um, the statutory funds that funds our education should not be touched. So over the past years, we've been having a lot of pickets and a lot of demonstrations on why get fund, the funding, that particular fund should not be touched. If the foundations of our education has not well been tackled, how did we even get to even speaking of even un unemployment and all the other issues affecting our front? Because of this, most of our students out there in even various universities and other places don't even have accommodation and all that because there are no proper funding for these particular challenges we are encountering as far as the students in this particular um, um, country is concerned. Not to even talk of our allowances, nursing training allowance and even the others. We've been having nurses going to school for sometimes Almost 12 months, 18 months, they've not been paid nursing training allowance, which is a quite worrying and disheartening issue at the student front that at a point we are expecting that if you are having any um, discussions, if you are having any policy proponents, if you are having any states, if of even the nation's address, we should be having discussions around some of these pertinent challenges that is being faced by our student front. Notwithstanding, always want to comment even the good initiative that the free senior high school that has come. But the main body that even feeds the fifth senior high school with these huge numbers is the basic school, which has a lot of issues, infrastructure issues, a lot of dex, student to dex ratio issues, and all these things that we feel that probably we should have some attention on these particular sectors to solve this canker in our basic schools, solve these cankers in our nursing training allowance, and even accommodations issues, which are one of the most worrying issues as far as students in our various institutions is uh, so, 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 so you didn't hear that you didn't hear that in the state of the nation address so we didn't hear um that specifically addressed because until these things are addressed national union of ghana so even ordinary students in this country i don't think will be okay or i don't think we'll be able to uh, um, have a very serene environment to study if the main issues worrying our students from the main issues worrying our educational sector has not been well tackled. I think at some point you were the press and information secretary when you presented a petition to parliament together with Africa Education Watch on, on yes. capping get fund. What has happened to it? Have you heard anything from government or parliament itself? Because All that right, so issue I'll, has come up quite I'll, quite on the floor, but really nothing has been done about that. All right, so I was the second petition then. Um, hmm. we, I joined the, that administration. We submitted proposals, we submitted petitions to parliament together with Africa Education Watch. But uh, it's, it's becoming seemingly uh, impossible for a government or even parliament to uncap get fund. And if get fund is not uh, uh, is not uncapped, at a point we won't take any government, we won't take any organization mm. to really prioritize our education in this particular country because at a point you feel it's been collateralized by um, through the World Bank um, conversation. So 
if they get fun, which is the main statutory funds that funds most of the things has not been uncapped, I don't think students in this particular country will have a peace of mind. Because, see, one of the key issues we are facing now, when you get to other jurisdictions that really factor education into their processes, like U.S. and the other places, they don't work with their loan systems. Yeah. As we speak, even the loan student loan trust fund is not able to adequately pay the amount of uh, the amount of money is due students who are on these platforms. Mm. The, the student loan issue. I want you to hold it there, Daniel. I, I know it's such a big issue for nukes. You've been speaking about it for so long. I'll, I'll come to you on that. But while then uh, um, uh, Daniel was speaking, he mentioned unemployment. It's such a big issue. The minority leader on the floor took on the president and said that it was unconscionable that the president would speak for more than an hour and not mention the issue of graduate unemployment. Two 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 Ghanaians who really know about this are connected with that. Last week, we had, a, we had a conversation about the unemployment situation. Haruna Ibrahim is with unemployed nurses. Solomon Vuduga is with unemployed teachers. And he also connected with us. Let me start with you, Haruna. When you heard that the president speak for so long, what were your expectations? And when he ended up not speaking to some of the things you would have wished, how did you feel after that? Good evening. Uh, good evening to your uh, listeners. Um, it, was, it was very disappointing it was very, very disappointing. And uh, we, we were expecting at least he speaks about steps. Even if not that it is done, we were expecting that at least he speaks on plans or steps that are taken to address the unemployment of nurses specifically, which, which we see it as a national issue. Because um, last week when I was speaking, I said, our, our our situation is not only affecting we nurse, unemployed nurses, but we see it to be very detrimental to the general the citizens of the country. But if a nurse has been trained for three years and will have to stay for four years or five before before being posted to the field, that's very detrimental. So it was very disappointing, and and. Even today, we had a demonstration in Tamale hmm. because of that. So that's even we, we the, can't rest. Yeah, we can't rest because it's even, very disappointing. Yeah. And we feel it is not affecting only we as nurses. But when you get to the that's field, right. because, you know, as a nurse, you have to also care for your patients. It's not only you going to work and get money into your pockets. But when you go and take care of someone and it's not getting any good, re- you are not getting any good results. You feel You feel so bad. So, I mean, is there a question of retraining? Because if you've been home for five years or four years or three years and as a, as a, as a nurse, you probably lose some of the, the things you've learned or things have moved on and you don't yeah. have quite that. Is that, a, is that a concern you and your members have? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's, it's you know, I believe the, the, the nation and the stakeholders involved in employing us are aware of this. Because when you go to the health ministry, they are aware of this. Our HR is a nurse, um, um, is, is someone who knows, who knows much in, about health and knows that the nursing practice is a continuous, um, is, a, is something that is continuous. And so even right from your rotation, you need not to be home for, for more than a year. But it's becoming, it's becoming so normal that as a nurse, after your rotation, you will have to stay home for almost four years. Before you are you get back to the field, I think the the, the the government sees nothing wrong with this. For the fact that nurses are suffering, 
are suffering on this. You know, it's it. You could imagine where your parents have taken care of mm. you at school for four years, some four years, three years, and then you come home and have to also depend on them. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, Haruna. I mean, hold it there for me. You you said nurses are suffering. You know, Dr. Baumia said it. Nurses are suffering. Teachers are suffering. We have a teacher on the line who can also give us some idea. Um, Solomon Vuduga is with the unemployed teachers, some people who have also been trained as teachers, just like the nurses who have been posted for so long. Solomon, are you suffering like the nurses are? Yeah, good evening. And good evening to your cherry listeners. Yes, indeed, we, we are suffering... And ours is more unique to ourselves and crucial to where to the situation where we find ourselves. Yeah, yes, please go on. I'm listening. Currently, the unemployment rate in the country is very high, 14.7%. And all the indicators have shown that the, the economic crisis, those that are working are not finding it easy. How much more we that are not working? If the green leaves cannot withstand the intensity of the light of the day, how much more the dry ones? We have already been. How long, how long has some of your members been home after school? How long has it been for you, for instance, and so many of your members? Well, our members, uh, roughly two months now, to say, so some people have been out of school for two months. This one is unique to the 2022 batch. Okay, 2022. So who you, has completed the uh, the colleges of education in 2022? Yes, 2022. What has it got to do? Has it got to do with government clearance? You know, normally what we hear is that there's no clearance for them to employ you. What What have you been told as as to be the reasons why you have not been posted to teach? There has not been any information, any clear information from our employer. And also, you know, one thing about the people from the colleges of education is that the colleges of education are the institutions whose primary role is to produce teachers for GES, Ghana Education Service. So that bond has been in existence between them. So when you complete you were posted directly. By 2018, there was a reform that projected the college system from three years to four years. That when you complete, you'll be given a degree, no more diploma. That brought the national service. So after 2022, we did our national service, had our GTL exam, that is the teacher and social examination. And it was... 20, uh, last year, December 21st, that the result came with the provisional license. Now, the problem is that the provisional license is, will also expire in 2025. You could, we are not considering the, the year or duration of being in the house without employment. But when you check the trends of employment by GES from colleges of education, 2018 graduates first to start national service started national service first january 2019 then within the national service the portal was open for them in first december 2019 2019 graduates started national service january 2020 the portal was open for them in september 2020 when you take the 2020 badge 
the graduate, they started their national service January 2021. The portal was open for them in December in 2021. The, now the 2021, 2021, because of the gap that existed between the diploma and the degree, so there is a hole there to bridge. Because there's not the 2021, there was no college product because of the differences in the years. So 2022, we started our national service in February 2023 and ended in December 2023. So January was our leave month. But this is the first time that the employment, uh, the porter, and subsequently the posting has delayed. Hmm. I mean, interesting there. Ivan, you, you, you hear from the unemployed nurses. You heard from the unemployed teachers. And they talk about how that is. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Question is, unemployment rate in the country double digits, more than 14 percent. What does that say? And especially since the president did not say so much about it, if anything at all. In fact, nothing on this subject of unemployment during the State of the Nation address. Yeah, Baku, that is why I indicated that it was very disappointing because prior to the State of the Nation address, the average Ghanaian confronted with the daily realities uh, of development happening in Ghana didn't need the president to lecture them on the State of the Nation's address. But the sincere insensitivity 
displayed by the president by deliberately ignoring the youth unemployment crisis, which to me, I think, has a fever pitch. Because in recent times, we've seen a couple of young professionals trooping from one radio station to other, masquerading around town looking for jobs. That tells you that is a crisis. And everywhere in the world, you see youth unemployment. You see it threatens national security. It threatens social uh, coercion and almost everything. So as government, you make it a priority and do everything that you can to address the situation. So for the president to be on his feet for almost two solid hours and decide to skip such a critical or crucial area that is of key interest to a lot of people, that tells you that uh, the president is not really committed to the fight against the youth unemployment that has skyrocketed over the years. And that is where my disappointment comes to bear. And you will also appreciate that they said that the ideal brain is a devil's workshop. So if you have majority of the youth in your country who are not working, it means the devil has a lot of workshop in the country. And if care is not taken, it might explode. Because a young person who has nothing to lose more or less becomes like a cannon folder in the social warfare between himself and his immediate environment. These people can be used to do anything. If you look around, the violent extremism that is uh, that is around us, especially that is uh, at the Sahel region, you see that most of these things are motivated by the fact that the young people are not finding jobs. Some of them have become desperate, so it is very easy to influence these people and use them to execute whatever diabolic agenda anybody has. Mm. So, as a president, some of these things are priority areas you cannot ignore. So, I'm quite amazed why the president who took a center stage in that, that address, where he was supposed to make comments on critical areas of crucial national interest, but would decide to escape such an area, especially at a time when we have professionals going around asking the president to come up with the initiative measures that will help us to mitigate the surging unemployment crisis in, in the country. Clearly, it tells you it's never a priority. And if you look around the various agencies of employment being created under various models, like YES, YEA, clearly you come to the realization that these offices are just an extension of political party offices where monies are being siphoned from mainstream politics to private pockets. Because the individuals who find themselves at those places cannot be guaranteed of any job that is sustainable. At the end of the day, we end up wasting a lot of money, but these people don't find a job. Critical example is the case, what happened with the NAPCO situation? 100,000 people that were enlisted by the government. At the end of the day, what happened? Most of them have been discharged, and we still own some of them. The young people who are doing national service as we speak, most of them have not been paid for the past four months. So clearly, young people in this country is never a priority. Always and always, we want to engage in things that will bring us political capital, where we can harness political capital. Hmm. But where the interest of the ordinary Ghanaian is at stake, they don't care that much. Hmm. I mean, I would like Papa, you speak a lot about environment, but is that the same sense you get that we've probably relegated the youth unemployment crisis to the back burner and that there's really a crisis on our hands? I mean, as for the crisis, I keep on saying that we are facing an existential threat. Everything that has been discussed today is extremely important. But let me ask you, where will we all be when we have no water? We have seen the documentaries poisoned for gold. So that if we have all been poisoned and the water we are drinking 
is going to kill us. What difference would it make if we are all in good employment? What difference would it make if we all have all the things we've been talking about? So we have to look at the fundamentals. We need to understand that the environment is of utmost importance. As I speak, there's illegal mining going on in the waters in Asenkrum on the uh, river. It has been reported, but it is still going on. We have um, our waters being polluted with mercury and cyanide. I mean, when the water is brown, alarm bells ring. You know that there's something wrong with this water. But when the water is clear, how do you know how much mercury or how much cyanide is in it? So that the journalists have done a brilliant job exposing what is going on. And we all need to sit up and realize what is fundamental. Water is life. Without water, we will all die. So we need to make sure that the water we are drinking is safe. We need to make sure that the mining in forest reserves close to water bodies is stopped immediately. So for me, those are the fundamentals. And I'll keep on saying that the president has been a disappointment in that he recognized the dangers we faced, talked about it, said he would do something about it, and has proceeded to do absolutely nothing, whether about our forest reserves, our green spaces. As I speak, if you go to parks and gardens in Wa, a petrol station is being built on parts of parks and gardens in Wa. There's a lot of encroachment going on. Eco-conscious citizens fought to preserve parks and gardens in Accra. Had we not fought, a multi-purpose office building would have been built on parks and gardens land. You know, who does this? Who does this? So what we are saying is that the environment appears to be of no importance whatsoever to the present administration. And all they seem to care about is about, you know, winning the next election, breaking the eighth or whatever you call it. But they are fundamentals. Life is important. Education is important, mm. but you will not be anywhere without water. How politicians normally re respond to incentive. One would say that even as the people, and this is me plain devil advocate here, we've also sort of relegated the issue of Galamse, the environment, illegal mining, and all these issues to the back burner. Of course, here at Joinies, we continue to do stories about that. But that seemed to have... I mean, if you look at the public, the conversation about illegal mining, the environment, seem to have filtered out until the next big scandal breaks out again. Yeah, because you see, and the public the people... is so angry now. Yeah. I don't think the real the reality has sunk in. In the last documentary that um, we really have to big up and respect um, Erastus Asare Donko for all the hard work and all of you at Joy. I mean, you realize that there's um, maternal deaths going on. Birth defects, kidney, the rise in kidney disease. I mean, being on dialysis is a horrible thing. You wouldn't want to wish it on your worst enemy. So I don't think the public understands or appreciates what's going on. We're all talking about the economy, which is important. But if we are all dying, of what use is it? So I think we need to make the public understand that water is life. Without water, we will all die. And currently, the water we are drinking, how safe is it? At the um, the launch, I remember the CEO of uh, Minerals Commission saying that he would not allow his children to drink tap water, even though in his youth they drank tap water. That should tell you something. That should tell you something. He doesn't trust the Ghana Water Company of being able to give us water that is fit for human consumption. Otherwise, why would he say that he wouldn't allow his children to drink it? So I'm appealing to all citizens to sit up. Let's not be ostriches burying our heads in the sun. We face an existential threat. Water is life. We face an existential threat. We have to protect our forest reserves. They are there for a purpose. 
wetlands are there for a purpose. The plants receive metals from, you know, the water bodies and so on and so forth. So let's sit up. The environment isn't a luxury. It's our life. It's our life. I'm, I, I will out there bring it the fire. But um, uh, Daniel Aponcha, me, because of the unemployment situation, the questions people have just raised about how important that is. And those of you who are still in school, because you represent a bulk of Ghanaians who are still students. That must be sending shocks down you if you hear that so many people have gotten out of school for so long, they do not have anywhere to work. And then there are you, there are those of you in school who, who are not even out yet. <laughs> there, there's no way for those people who have been out of school for five, six years now. And those of you still in school, what, what does that tell you? All right, um, so <laughs> the issues of um, unemployment is one of the key worrying issues when it even the students in the country. You see, clearly, um, unfortunately, we find, or fortunate, we find ourselves in an election year. And you see, almost every, more, almost all the countries surrounding Ghana have all been affected by, how do I call it, the Al-Qaeda groups and all these kind of um Groups. Terrorist activities. The only the only way you could get access to this young one is when they are idle. They have nothing doing. So perhaps myself as an individual, if I have nothing doing, I get a groups coming in. I've been at computer school for some time. Getting a job becomes very problematic for myself. And then a group comes to me, an idle man, and then tells me, Charlie, I have this opportunity for you, and I'll be paying you this particular amount of money, and you are supposed to do this for me. It should be quite simpler into that particular activity. So issues of unemployment is one of the key things that should be looked at. I won't call that, I won't out of the blue say at a point we are outwardly disappointed in the whole government system. No. Um, just today, I could clearly see um, a letter, a flyer has been released on the 2024 recruitment for civil servants, which starts today and then ends on the, on the 30th. What our students, what the young ones in our country are expecting for is an opportunity to exercise the good things they've learned in school. Good enough, we've opened a lot of platforms for us to school, free senior high school, then move through the FQ, move to the free senior high school, then to the university to study. I made all the challenges we're talking about. And after we complete the section, comes to um, the, the world. And now getting a job becomes very problematic. I have some of my students who've been staying home for years. I have some of my students who are done with school and they are in the house and they, they have nothing going. So then what else becomes the essence of even going to school without getting a job? So now I think if such initiatives are brought up, especially with, with, with this particular one that has been released, we hope that in the coming days a lot of opportunities are brought forth to the young ones so that um, it wouldn't leave most of them frustrated because an idle man, as Riley said, is a prey to the devil. Anytime you come and you present something to the table, we'll be ready to roll on. So we are um, um, asking the government, we are asking all policymakers, we are asking all these individual stakeholders to really prioritize um, employment in this country. Let me tell you one thing. Now, it's clear, no government ever, or even in the history of any country, can employ all students in the country, can employ all youth in the country. It will never happen. So now, having known that we are having issues even with unemployment issues, it comes back to our educational system. It probably would have to um, have a change. There would have to be some metamorphosis happening in our educational system where certain courses that will be introduced after us, if you are done with school, and probably the skills you have, the knowledge you have could 
um, you could exercise it and then get you some amount of money. So I think it's going to go a long way and also lessen the burden on the government. That was always to, to be a temporary sort of thing. It will be introduced. Students roll on at the end of the day, it's cancelled. Mm. A clear example is NAPCO. And within a short, a short while, it ends there without having a long-standing um, future for most of the uh, the thousands of people that rule on this particular platform because though the NAPCO absorbed one or two individuals, there are a chunk of number of our students who didn't get employed through the system. Mm. So you could also look at our educational system, our educational curriculum such that new um, um, inputs are made so that students will be equipped with the necessary skills, IT skills, AI and all these kind of things. They are equipped with all these kind of things. I do, I do believe it's going to go a long way in changing the fortune. That has not also changes from our main point that the main statutory funds that fund our education, which is get funds, should be on cap. Else, it will put us at a very tight corner. It will make schooling in this particular country very difficult for us. Very difficult for us. I mean, time to go get some me social media comments. It's been coming in thick and fast. I've also, I've also seen the results of the polls, and I'm going to read them to you. Michael Bapani actually joins me in studio. Michael, so the messages are coming in thick and fast. The people are telling us what they say is their true state of the nation. Yes, Kweku, let's start from Angloga, right? Where yeah. Adam says the president may be right because he doesn't go to any market in Ghana. I doubt if he knows the price of gari and beans at Malata market. He's surrounded by people who would not tell him the real situation on the ground. So for Adam, certainly the message from the president is detached from the reality <clears throat> well let's go to someone who says that well, what the president read is very different from what we are experiencing my biggest disappointment was that nothing was said about the unfortunate situation our brothers and sisters in the Volta region had to endure i want to believe that you are referring to the uh when the akosombo dam was, was open wide open well that's for you Samuel. uh let's go to Winneba, where Joe says, for the present, not mentioning Galamsey, flooding across three regions, corruption and unemployment, it is a no, no, no. His handlers are just bad. Uh, final one here from you, Kweku. Uh, he says the MPP government is the worst ever in the history of this country. They only care about themselves and families. The masses are suffering due to bad governance by it. Uh, this is coming from Nana, uh, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, Papani, um, I have some interesting results from the poll that we have and we shared it across our social media platform both joy 99 seven, joy 997 fm and joy news on tv so if you look at joy 997 the question is did the president's state of the nation address reflect the true state of the nation yes or no and the results is staggering 11 percent believe yes the president really did speak about the true state of the nation and 89%. Shouldn't you end at 11%? Well, so that means people can just do the math <laughs> themselves. 89% say no. And the result is quite identical. In terms of what we see on joinings on TV, social media, the Twitter, it says 11% again say yes, they believe the president really said something that reflects what the true state of the nation is. What's another 89%? 89% on both our social media. So the average is almost 90 percent of the people who have responded to this poll both on our social media platforms believe the president did not speak to the true state of the nation and if you bring it to 
if you bring it to the population figures, mm. right? Thirty million people. They do ten percent of those people. Yeah. That we are three hundred thousand individuals. Just three hundred thousand people yeah. in Ghana believe, believe that, that, the that whatever the president said was the true state of affairs. Mm. And more than seven. I mean, more than uh, what? Twenty million people. Twenty million. <laughs> That's incredible. Actually, yeah. almost almost um, thirty million. If you if you if you'd say it, people believe that the president didn't speak to the true state of the nation. Thank you very much, Michael, for bringing us what people have been saying on social media. Ivan, your last words. The president has eight months. He has another state of the nation to deliver either in December or January when he's about to exit to just recap everything. What would you expect of him then? And what lessons would you want to take? Would, 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 would he take from all the reaction that has come in from this address to that? Yeah, I think uh, my expectations cannot be met because looking at the extent we've come and looking at the time we have ahead, I'm not sure the president has the magic wine to be able to turn the situation around. What he can do is to go on his knees and apologize to the people of this country who, and who had believed, who had trust the people of Ghana collectively and trusted into his hands the power to manage this particular country, hoping that the president will come and do something good. But for the past 70 years, we've seen nothing. We've witnessed historical incompetence, historical ineptitude, and sincere insensitivity. That is what the president has displayed. And that is why I told you that Ghanaian, ordinary Ghanaian, who is confronted with the daily realities of this country will not need a president to come and tell them what is happening before they appreciate the state of affairs. Mm. The state of affairs is right in front of all of us, everybody can see. But the situation is quite desperate and worrying, especially with the case of the nurses. If somebody is a nurse, you know most of the practice has to do with skills. So if you go to school, you learn the theoretical aspects and you, if you come back to the world, it's, it's about the skills that you have, and the more you practice, the more efficient you become. So just imagine a nurse who has been at home for four years. Obviously, you become blunt. And these people, once they get clearance, straightforward, they go to the fault. You can imagine the kind of damage some of them may do. So mm. as government, you don't create such a desperate situation. But unfortunately, that is what we have. I understand the IMF uh, deal we recently badge may have imposed certain restrictions on government so far as employment is concerned. But they should be candid enough. Come mm. play, tell Ghanaians the real state, what is happening. Do we have employment restrictions? Let people know because people the young know. people are frustrated as mm. we speak. People are traveling across, out, outside the country. And I think last, last week we did a conversation about the unemployment situation and the, and the questions people really ask. I mean, thank you very much, Ivan. Let, let, me, let me go back to the teachers and the nurses. Solomon, what do you expect the government to do immediately for you? If you can do so for me in 30 seconds, uh, I'd like it. Okay, thank you very much. I am appealing to the government to give us the employment so that we can also contribute to help the country. And also, I want to suggest that, you know, this unemployment issue is very crucial and we just stimulate a resolution that will eradicate the problem completely. That when you have many children that you cannot feed, you give them out for adoption. So the president, I also appeal that if he knows that he cannot absorb us all then there should be a bilateral agreement between any nation that will be in need of the skills that will at least contribute or expand our exportation thank you mm, thank you very much um solomon Vudua, the president of the teachers and haruna your message also to the government in terms of the plight of your people and what you want to what, what you want done immediately 
Hello, Haruna. Well, it appears we've lost Haruna Ibrahim there. But then, this is how we wrap up on the show tonight on Ghana Connect. It's been the people's state of the nation address, the people's message about what they believe the true state of the nation is. And we've had some brilliant persons connecting with us. Solomon Vudua is member of the Unemployed Trained Teachers Association. Ibrahim Haruna is a national president, Ghana Graduate Unemployed Nurses and Midwives Association. Daniel Oponchremi is NUC's president. Aula Sewa is with Eco-Conscious and she is a climate and environmental activist, always bringing the fire. was interesting having you on. And then Ivan Che Innocent also joined us on phone and connected with us on this important matter. The president and the government, the ball is now in your court. The people have delivered your verdict on what they believe the true state of the nation is. And they expect you to address that. The library is up next with Andy Dusty. But here, musician has his own State of the Nation address.